Sarah, I see you're lounging in a bikini. <laughs> it's not a bikini, Kelly. Let me tell you what happened. So I'm in Kona, Hawaii at the Ironman World Championship. And <laughs> Kona, Hawaii? Are you sure? <laughs> Dakota, just to contextualize for all our audience. <laughs> because I <laughs> Because of all the outsiders we get listening to our podcast. That one poor um, guy who wandered in that, and left us an angry review. Yeah. That angry review that was like, what are these women talking about? You're like, sorry, people. So as I came back from CrossFit this morning, I've been going to CrossFit as I do. And I was getting dressed. And then I was like, huh, I'm just going to be home recording the podcast with Kelly. So I'm not putting a shirt on. So this is actually a sports bra. <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. This is how things are done at the Ironman World Championships. <laughs> As the you don't even need shirts here. Live feisty media boss lounges in her sports bra in her condo in Hawaii. <laughs> I think lounges is probably a, an inaccurate term, but yes. And you guys started interviews today, right? This is Wednesday. Yes, we're starting today. We have Kaisa Sally, who's come sec- uh, fifth here a couple times up at 4 p.m., Hawaii time. So that's going to be the evening for most people at home, but this podcast will come out after that. So by the time you're listen, actually listening to this, we will have a number of um, shows. Actually, Friday, the day that this, that this podcast comes out, we have a massive lineup with Sarah True, Lauren Brandon, and Lucy Charles all in the afternoon. So that'll be Friday evening uh, on the mainland. So watch for those on the Iron Woman Facebook page. And you guys are doing another show too, though. Right. Yes. Right. Well, before we get to that, we have a feisty number three. I have a oh. third member of our Iron Women team and she's called Taylor and I've been putting her all over our social media. She's amazing. And she's helping Ashley and I. So we finally have some help. And this year we launched just today, I guess. Yesterday we launched the, the feisty shop on livefeisty.com. So all the shirts, like all the hashtag shirts that we're wearing and the swimsuits, the feisty AF swimsuits, the you can't swim with us, winky face swimsuits. They are all. I don't think Sarah. Online. Sarah, you don't say AF, okay? You only write that. Like well, only it, old adult people say AF. I just want to be clear on this. Really? Ashley yes. says AF. How old do you have to be? Apparently I, that old. I don't know. Apparently, okay. <laughs> Will we have feisty as fuck tank tops? <laughs> available in our shop and people are loving them i'm so happy i I'm actually so was thinking about getting the tank top that says women are not small men so there you go oh yeah we have the stacy mm-hmm. sim shirt too they're up there it's amazing and then yes to get to your other point we do have a new show i'm doing a, oh get this here i feel like a youtuber when i say this i'm doing a collab a collab isn't that what the kids say I'm i doing a collab. <laughs> short for collaboration <laughs> With, <laughs> with Bevan McKinnon from Fitter Radio from New Zealand, we're doing a daily news broadcast in which we're dropping in like a bunch of segments from out and about in Kona, um, just like short clips with pros about what they're doing, like kind of real insidery information about what's happening on the ground in Kona. And that is be a, super insidery. It's well, it will be. It's me. It will be. And it's Bevan. Okay. And so I have a videographer coming just to do that. So we're like recording the show, dropping in all the segments, and it's going to be on the Live Feisty Facebook page and the Fitter Radio Facebook page and all kinds of other Facebook pages because everyone's going to share it. All right. Well, you better uh, give me some gossip to to tempt me in, Sarah. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to start with the gossip is right after the break here. Um, I'm going to tell you the first bits of gossip from the Big Island. Um, and then we're going to talk about whether the spots for pros should roll down 
when someone pulls out of Kona? And does the tri season ever end? <laughs> the empty stadiums, heat, and midnight marathons in Doha. Have we taken things too far? Um, and this fun story about Gustav's hat. <laughs> which, you'll, <laughs> which you'll have to wait to see what that's about. And then we actually have Bevan and I um, chatting about our new collab after this. Sarah, I hear they have noon endurance in Canada now. Oh, Canada, baby. Finally. I use the sport tabs, the basic tabs at CrossFit. Well, I use the noon endurance. Citrus mango is the way to go. And now you can try that too in, you know, up north. Up here in Canada. You can order any of these or the rest tabs to help you sleep or the immunity tabs to fight off those bugs. And you can do that by using the code IRONWOMEN. I'm not saying that to you, Kelly. I'm saying this to the people at home. (laughs) The code IRONWOMEN at NoonLife.com. And go check out their new community of women doing cool stuff at Noonness, uh, their TV channel on YouTube. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisties If We Were Riding. Okay, hot gossip. What is it? Hit me. Hot gossip. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Ready? Drum roll. <laughs> it has rained every single day. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're shocked. No, okay, this is I have a list of gossip. I just started with the um the least interesting one. But it's okay, like good. rained like insane amounts, buckets from the sky. Like someone huh. Taylor actually said uh, the first night she was here, we went out to do a photo shoot. We got totally rained out. Like we were drenched from dry to soaking wet in like two minutes. And she said, oh, well, what happens if this happens in the bike course? Like it was bad enough that you're like, if you were cycling, you would not be able to see where you're going. So I have rarely seen that kind of rain. And what I have rarely seen is that kind of rain regularly in Kona. So now I've seen it about three times. Yeah, that doesn't really happen on that side of the island. Yeah. So that's been, yeah, that's been interesting and different, but will hopefully pass by race day. Okay, here's another one. Ready? Mm -hmm. Gossip number two. This is not really gossip. This is like, history but we just it's new to us rachel joyce met her husband brett here on the on the pier here eight years ago like randomly like hey you're also standing on the pier yeah like that's how they met they're like hey how's it going standing on the pier chatting i don't think i've ever had an interaction with someone i randomly met at a race that i like then would want to date them (laughs) (laughs) well it's lucky you're married then kelly i know because Ashley and I are out looking for our husbands on the pier. This oh, week. good. How's that going? <laughs> so, so far coming up empty, but you know, we'll, we'll keep at it. <laughs> okay. And the pool is still closed here. So that's gossip piece number three. Where is everyone swimming? If so, they're not Lucy Charles and endless pools installed a pool in their house. Well, apparently. this was it. This was my, this was my third thing. So we like Lucy Charles, we're going up to her place on Friday afternoon. So we're going to get this on video on live on the iron women Facebook, but like, yeah, she's got this infinity pool that was installed at her accommodation. That's wild. So that's one solution. If you want to win the swim, right. That's an option. Mm-hmm. So that's all we've learned so far. We're going to find out more. You know what people always ask me, like, if the really good pros have to do stuff for themselves, you know, oh, do they have, like, a team? Do they have, like, nicer houses? And you're like, no, no. I mean, most people do everything themselves. Most people, it's like a 
make it work. And then sometimes you're like, oh, except for a few people. Yeah. They have it nice. (laughs) And that it just, it really does underline like the difference between the top tier and everybody else. Like, so there's, because there's only money for a handful of athletes at the top, like for the Daniela's, the Lucy's, the Rennie's, they, yes, they have special treatment. They have people around them doing things. They have, I mean, I'm not saying they have like fleets of people, but they at minimum will have kind of like a manager. Rennie will have a babysitter. Just like, they'll have more support overall because that's what money buys. Money buys support. I did see a video of Gustav Eden, who won 70.3 championships, who we'll talk about later. Uh, Mm -hmm. He had a video of their days before, and it was definitely a pretty shitty Airbnb, and his brother was, like, fixing his handlebars for him in the kitchen. (laughs) I love that. At least he had his brother. Like, (laughs) the time I raced in Nice, my bike arrived. It was my first pro race. My bike arrived at 10 p.m. the night before the race because it was delayed and i was fixing my own brakes at like midnight in the shitty airbnb so that's how it goes that's how it goes all right so here's the question okay over the next week we're going Mm -hmm. to have some news of some people pulling out right like people are going to get hit by cars inevitably because code is a shit show or they're going to have had an injury and like be pretending it didn't exist but then it really does so one we'll have to stay tuned to find out who those people are but two when someone pulls out don't you feel like the spot should roll down to the next person? Yeah, I think it should. They should have a system for that. That's one thing that's lacking in this new uh, qualifying system is that when people are out, they're gone. Well, it's not like in the old... So the old system was a ranking of everybody and spots went to the top. Oh, God, I can't remember. What, 35 women, 50 men? And if they turned it down, it would roll down to the next person. But once they accepted it... If they then didn't start, it didn't roll down. True. But there was the cutoff was end of August, right? The final cutoff. And so yeah. if they didn't accept it, well, they'd have to either accept or decline in July and August for some people, right? So with this case, you have someone who could take a slot in September or October, right? right. And then a have no ago. other option to, um, to decline it within the whole year. So there should maybe be a line like it needs to be, because obviously you can't just decline it the week before. And then someone comes out and is like Kona ready. Right. You know, <laughs> you have to give someone at least a couple months to, to get ready. So there should be maybe a line like a, in August sometime. It does feel like there's gotta be a way to do this so that we could have full start lists. Cause I mean, obviously Kona, most people are going to try and start for sure. But at Nice, there's 80 something spots, men and 80 something spots, women. I don't remember. It's like 85, right? There were mm-hmm. 50 starters in each. So that means 30 something people took a slot and then didn't start. It didn't Oof. roll down. It didn't like go to the next person. Yeah. And I feel like we could have full start lists at these races. Like we don't need, need it to be that piecemeal. Yeah. There's totally. a way to do this guys. We there can make is. it happen. Iron man. We have suggestions for you as you know, ITU does it. I'm just saying, well, obviously that's like a different situation, but they have like a total waitlist situation where you put your name on a waitlist and like wait to see who pulls out. Oh, weird. Yeah. I like, yeah, uh, it's weird. It's okay. I think it's okay. Cause some people might not want to, cause it's, it saves them work, right. Of yeah. contacting all the people who potentially might qualify. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously you have to be a certain amount good. Like Flora Duffy was on the wait list waiting to get into a World Cup, right? Like I can't put myself on a wait list for an ITU No, no, they they invite the people to be on the wait list. And then the people respond to that invitation, not like a random call out. (laughs) Who would like to do the World Cup? Who would like to? Oh, (laughs) Although that would make it an amazing situation, but okay. All right. So Kona is kind of... 
the end, start of the end of the season, start of the end of the season, whenever people ask, whenever non-triathletes ask me, because they always do, I always say the season's like April to November-ish, October, November. It like kind of depends. But so it's very like, North America centric of you. Yeah, it is very North American centric of me, but it's also, that is sort of the global season because it's very traditionally structured around world championship season, which is in the fall. Like ITU has their championship in the fall and 70.3 championships in the fall. Kona's in the fall. Like, yeah, it's North American of me, but it's also like the way our world championships are timed. But I feel like that's increasingly not the case. People are one, it is a global sport now. There are races all the time, but two people are totally not peaking for these championship races anymore. I had in the newsletter, a long list of like all the people who were in the top 10 at Nice and then just like kept racing like the next weekend, the weekend after that race this past weekend, I saw a man in Janae who I believe is doing Kona race Ironman Wales the weekend after Nice, right? Like, wow. and, then, and then there's people who are racing Kona who have been doing races in the past few weeks. Some just like two nubs, but then Matt Russell raced Ironman Chattanooga last weekend and Kelsey and Lindsay both raced Wisconsin last month. So it feels like there's not, obviously in a traditional sense, there's, there's a belief in like peaking, you know, you Mm -hmm. pick one or two target things, you time it, you peak for them and then you come down. I don't feel like that happens as much anymore it's kind of just all the time now. Yeah. I'm not even sure with Iron Man. It's unclear to me how much of peaking for Iron Man, how much that works physically or how much it's just a matter of like, how fit can you be <laughs> before right. Iron Man? And then also mentally being able to handle. So I think if you do multiple Ironmans in a row, I think for a lot of people, the limiter will be how much pain you can put yourself through right. with back to back to back Ironmans mentally versus um, if you're just doing one or two Ironmans a year, you're just you're just building up for that one day. You put yourself through it, but it's it's just the one day because it is so mentally hard and it is such a mental game. So I actually think I actually think for Ironman the mental peak is the is more important than the physical peak. But it's but Sarah, we how many times have we talked about mental and physical are like equally important, right? Like that's still that's still they matters. Are. I'm not saying it's not yeah. important. It's very important. It's a you, thing. And like you, and this is like I want to say back in my day, but I think it's it holds true now that. There are athletes, like the athletes at the, the very top, again, the ones we talked about earlier, who can yeah. have infinity pools that they're afford infinity pools of their accommodation, also can afford to not race as much during the year, maybe because they were world champion the year before, or maybe because exactly. they, you know, they, they qualified early. Um, and so those people are in a very, very lucky position to be able to focus just on Kona. And they also generally tend to do better in Kona. Not always. It's not like 100%, no. but like if you think of like there are still people doing that, like Rennie, very successfully, you know, building each year into Kona, you know, where you see her, she comes out, she does her first 70.3 of the year and comes sixth, you know, like that's a, like a Rennie who's not very fit or who's in relative terms, right, 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 <laughs> not right, right. as fit as the Rennie we see coming and running like 248 off the bike in Kona. So Sarah, um, I think mm. you just made an argument for peaking in an Iron Man. I did. I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> Just to be clear, mm-hmm. I think that's what uh, just happened. No, you're right though. It's usually the top people who can afford to just race once or twice a year and they do it well. Like then they come out and they like kill it at that one or two things that they like are really peaked for, yeah. but they don't have to race you around to try and make bills meet. Like they have sponsors and I'm, cause I'm pretty sure the reason more and more pros are racing year round is some of it's like because they enjoy it and whatever, but some of it's because 
they need the fucking money. They need the money. Oh, hundred percent. And it's a, and not only if they need the money, but they can make more money. Like even some super, there are super successful pros who will make more money just by racing more, um, and can still and can probably still come here and have a good crack at top ten. Um, but they may not be putting all their eggs into the like I'm going to win Kona basket. Um, but to 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 draw the full circle around <laughs> you calling me out on like, <laughs> I do think that. And I don't think I'm saying something out of turn here, like that even Rennie would probably agree with me that like a lot of the peaking around coming into Kona is like it's a mental peak. And it's also a, just a building of physical fitness peak. Like if you don't have yeah. to if you don't have to ca- do all of that work and carry all of that fitness into three Ironmans per year, why would you like just get that fit for one? You know, but I don't think it's like. I don't think it's not the same as like swimming the 100 where you're no, like no, no, sharp no. and you're diving off the blocks and you have to be like all things go. And you don't <laughs> have to be that. super sharp, but you need, but there's still a very basic physiology of like being fit, but not tired. Right. It's like basic form. Yes. Science. It's not it complicated. Does, it does make more sense to be fit and not tired if you haven't done 12 Ironmans this year. Always a good choice. Always a good choice. <laughs> I do worry. I mean, obviously we talked about obviously, obviously, obviously this goes back over and over to the increasing, uh, inequality in the pro field and disparity and, you know, those three or four people that can afford to really bang out one or two races and kill them are going to keep killing it. And the people who have to be like the working man's pro are going to keep struggling to break into the top 10 at Kona because they're going to keep being tired. And it just kind of is going to continue to be what it is. And I think it's just getting worse. I honestly think it's just getting worse. It is getting worse because there's less money, but yeah, that was also, that was the same quandary in my career right Right. is like you like i could i qualified for kona six times i loved it i could qualify i could even though wouldn't it be easier sarah just to start a whole initiative to get equal slots so that you can get a slot (laughs) oh too bad i didn't think of that i probably should have done that instead to just like to try to get myself a slot right FYI, folks, that's not. She's being funny, right? Anyway. That's what people have told her. It's, it does makes no sense because it would have been, yeah. yeah. been easier for her just to qualify, spend all that time training. So. <laughs> oh man, so funny! As if I, as if I like stood up for equal opportunity for the female pros just to get myself into Kona easier. (laughs) Amazing. People are amazing. Anyway, I understand you've been watching the World Track and Field Championships in Doha? Uh, Just to get into the World Championship spirit, Sarah, because it's World Championship season. It's also on in the morning here, and so I've been watching it while I work, so it's pretty quality. Have you been watching it? Did you see the weird-ass marathon that started at midnight and was still still 87 degrees at midnight or something? Yeah, well, it's it's fucking hot over there. I mean, I've been in the Middle East a lot, and at this time of year, it is really hot. I wondered, though, like for me, if I was going to travel to the Middle East to do a marathon, like midnight would be a perfectly great time to start because the it's literally you swap night and day in terms of the time change. So I just wondered how many of those athletes have traveled and how many of them come from Europe or not, are in the same yeah. time zone and then suddenly have to race. Like So the midnight start, I feel like, is very dependent on where you came from the american said she just stayed on right like she didn't adjust the time she was going to bed at like 2 a.m 3 a.m it's fine but i think what was weird okay so basically there's been an overall criticism of the world championships which are in doha cutter right now because 
They've been like, uh, what's the word? I'm like, terrible. It's been really, really <laughs> hot. This marathon started at like midnight. There was maybe 10 people out on course. It was super, super weird if you watched it. They did laps back and forth on what looked to be a bridge, but I think it was just like an elevated road. By the, they were just doing laps back and forth in the dark with like five people being like, hey, yay. And a third of them dropped out because it was still really, really hot and humid. This massive stadium that's I've watched a lot of it. It's mostly been empty, like more than half empty. And largely they're uh, largely men in the stands. Like, let's be real. They've also had these massive air conditioners going the whole time to try and keep it like cool. And like, cause it's actually 105 or something out when it's not midnight. And so they've had these massive air conditioners running. It kind of has seemed like not a great experience for the athletes and like a pretty bad world championship event. So the argument has gone that clearly someone paid some money to get this event there and they already, and they had to push it to October because usually it would be in the summer. In the same way that Qatar has the World Cup in like two years, in the same way that like Bahrain has had a bunch of big sporting events. And we know all like these countries are do, like want big sporting events to help change their image in the world and they're spending money to get those. This is not like new information. We know this, right? Right. So there's been a lot of criticism of this because mm-hmm. it's been kind of shit showy all week. Yeah. And I'm up and down. I mean, obviously, like, it's been bad. The athletes' health is being pretty... Like, it's not good for the athletes. But it's also, like, there's an argument to be made for, you know, having the first world championships in the Middle East. Like, wh- like that's a good thing, too, whether or not yeah. all these other things are also true. I wonder, too, like, how much the... I don't, for lack of better, like the Western influences um, affect those decisions too. So for example, the TV rights times, like is the marathon at midnight, it's partially to do with the weather, but then probably partially to do with the fact that like we need a marathon, we need to be able to watch it in real time in the places where people watch those No one is watching that shit. No one watches (laughs) marathons. It was on the Olympic channel. Broadcast coverage has been like pretty, uh, I think your videographer might be as good. It's been. My videographer is amazing, Kelly. I'm pretty sure he could do better. He's the best coverage. I think part of the reason it's looked so shitty on TV is because of the quality (laughs) of the TV. Right. Interesting. And then I also wondered too, like, you know, like the Western world, the federations are kind of pushing for, like you said, like, let's have the first time the world champs in Doha. Like they're really pushing for that. So is it, you know, who's influencing whom? It's an interesting question. I think there was probably a way to do, I think there's a way to be like, oh, let's go into new markets. Let's be an example for the community there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And still do it better for the, like, and have done it better, right? Um, yeah. I think there's probably a way that we didn't need a third of the marathon field dropping out, right? <laughs> like, there's probably True. a way to do that that wasn't, like, that fucking miserable. You're looking for a happy medium here. Yes. It's what I hear yes. you say. Right. There was also, I mean, there was, like, the first woman to compete in uh, for any, in any event for Cutter at any world championship. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Obviously, I like obviously there are plenty of women in Qatar who could fucking run and compete. It doesn't need to just be one, you know, mm-hmm. but that was good. Right. Like I, there are lots of things that are perfectly uh, yeah. valid here, but there are also problems. I th- yeah, still I think th- probably someone bribed somebody like probably, right. Like, probably. <laughs> that's, a, that's what we're going to go with. I mean, odds are, so. wild speculation. <laughs> Just going to throw that. There's been a lot of like big news in the track and field world this week. We'll talk about it. Like, I think we're going to talk about that in like a week or two on our podcast. All of which is like, you can just kind of say, yep, not shocked. Probably, probably things are going down behind the scenes. Probably. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about more, but for this week, I really wanted you to, 
tell in case anyone hasn't heard this the story about Gustav's hat, the winner of the 70.3 World Championship. I love this story. Okay, so Gustav Eden raced in this like weird hat. And actually, literally, a couple of people were like, Why didn't you ask him about his hat at the press conference? And I was like, What the fuck, dude? It had, um, I was about to say Chinese characters, so they are actually Taiwanese characters, but nobody watching really knew what it said, and apparently he didn't know what it said either. So he apparently, this is the story now, found this hat when he was out running by Mount Fuji during the Tokyo test event, and he was like, oh, I like this hat, and and he decided to start using it because it was like a good size. He could like fit stuff in it in his T2 bag, and it felt like... He's, he seems like a weird guy. He seems interesting. So he was wearing this hat to the world championships, and it turns out that it's, it's Taiwanese, and it's from this, like, tiny temple in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So this went viral and aired, like, all over Taiwan, and now he has more Taiwanese fans than actually, like, Norwegian fans. And there was even, like, a TV special, apparently, about him and this hat and this temple. And the temple had to order 20,000 more hats because they've gotten so many orders now from... Taiwanese residents wanting a hat because he won a world championship in this hat. That is awesome. He's like single-handedly supporting <laughs> a temple in Taiwan. Who like knew? unintentionally. I love it. And I, lo- I wonder if the guy heard the story. Like when there's a guy, the owner of the hat is like sitting somewhere in Taiwan going, yeah, that was my hat. That like he's getting hat. all kinds of interviews now. <laughs> my favorite part of this was that apparently like last year he wore some Patagonia hat because he thought like, oh, it would help him get a Patagonia sponsorship mm-hmm. and it didn't do shit so this year right. he was like yeah i'm just gonna wear this hat <laughs> oh my god that's so awesome that's that's an amazing story yeah so there you go guys there you go asking okay, the hard so questions after the break after the break kelly or not kelly and i <laughs> i'm used to saying kelly and i but bevan and i i saw him on the pier yesterday and we're doing a quick catch-up to tell you all about our new show fitter and feisty kona daily news We would like to thank Noon Hydration for supporting the podcast. Get 30% off your order by using the code IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. That's IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. Follow at If We Were Riding on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real, I'm feeling so ruthless. So here I am standing here with Sierra Gross from Live Feisty. We're standing on the pier in Kona. Yes, on the pier right here in the beautiful rain. In, in the rain, which was the Sunday, Saturday afternoon, Monday afternoon, Tuesday. I don't know it's what. Tuesday, it's Tuesday, Bevan. Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon. Okay. <laughs> Around about a year ago, you and I sat down and said, Kona needs a, a daily news show. True? We did. Yes, we did. And I thought it was a brilliant idea myself. I think you said it to me. I'm not claiming it. Is it my idea? It's your idea. We can say that officially? Okay. Amazing. It's your idea. It's my idea. Just because Kona doesn't have a just one show you can watch where you can find out all the insider gossip and all the news and what's going on on the ground. And I felt like you were the perfect guy to do it with me because we're both kind of 
around doing media stuff and talking to pro athletes and everybody. We're talking to everybody yep. all the time. Yeah. So we'll find out what's going on. We'll talk to them and we'll bring all of those clips and stuff and throw them in the show. Absolutely. So when people have gone to watch Kona in the past, uh, they see race day, but they don't see what happens in race week. And everyone wants to be here in race week. And I think what we're going to try to do is give those people that are here who are resting in their hotel rooms, something to watch. Yes. And for those people that aren't here, we're going to bring them up to speed with what it's like to be in Kona? Yes, exactly. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to do a show a day in race week. Yeah. We're going to do a show after race day as well. Yeah, after race day with all, again, the things you didn't see on on Facebook Live. You can just watch our Facebook on on Live Feisty Facebook or on Fitter Radio Facebook. Yep. And you'll see all the behind, well, I can't promise all the behind the scenes things. No, but we're going to attempt to. We're going to try our very best for the people at home. And now we're very lucky to be supported by Wahoo. Yes, so Wahoo... We're supported by Wahoo. We're going to be we have a studio in the Wadi Wahoo house, yep. which is going to be amazing. So you can come visit us there if you're on the ground in Kona. So on Alihi Drive, somewhere around Magic Sounds, look out for the Wadi Inc. house because that's where we're going to be based exactly, out of. Exactly, exactly. Yep. And also Athletica Rewards. Yeah, are um, sponsoring us. They're sponsoring as well. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so... We've seen the shit unfold here on race day. We're also going to be able to show what happened uh, on the big island come race day as well. So we're not just here doing gossip stuff. There's going to be some hard-hitting news stories to go along with it. There'll be some real information as well for anyone who (laughs) likes actual information about about, (laughs) about riding bikes in the wind and stuff like that. And stuff like that and lycra. (laughs) Right, and lycra. Okay, so I'm pretty excited about this uh, partnership. Yeah. Um, we think there's nothing like this going around at the moment, so it's groundbreaking. Totally groundbreaking like you've never seen before. Okay, so tune in, go to our Facebook pages, Fitter and Live Feisty. You're going to be able to find out more about it, but make sure you share it. Yes, make sure you share it. And it's videos, right? Yeah, videos. Did we, did we even say that? Yeah, These are videos, people. You can watch what's yeah, going on. This is like the, the televised version of literally qualifying for Kona if you haven't qualified before. (laughs) (laughs) Watch our show and you will qualify for Kona. Oh, wait. Is that an (laughs) overpromise? Did I I step over? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's not a money-back guarantee. But there you go, people. So tune in and we'll put up more information on our Facebook pages to find out what's going on. Awesome. High five. Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.